You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 24. This episode is brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider. Yes, it's because without you all, this would not even happen. And no, I'm not just kidding. That is actually what this is brought to you by, a for real brought to you by this week. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Christian Ward. How are you all doing tonight? Great. Lovely. So happy to have you all here. Blaine could not be with us tonight because he's uh, his daughter started back to school and everything's crazy and his life is crazy. And so uh, he, he made a big deal about like, my life's crazy, but I'm still going to make the episodes at the beginning of the season. And Ash and I were like, just commit to one a month and we'll get things planned around you. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got this. I got this. So so we'll see. But it's yeah. good. We've got Christian here. It's all going to be good. We have a massive double game week coming up. Uh, to talk about so we are glad that you are here to join us the social media is out please do uh like and subscribe and please do share that if you're just joining us for the first time it's fantastic those of you listening to us on the stream uh, you can catch us on youtube on mondays around 9 45 p.m eastern standard time and of course on your favorite streaming platform so we do appreciate liking and sharing that content as well i'm going to open the round with just a quick little update i don't know how many people this impacted, but I did get tagged um, with this earlier today, late yesterday, however, however hours work. And apparently there was a little bit of a problem with some of the former Colorado players who were transferred to their teams, their new teams. I don't know if anybody here, if Christian, you or Ashley got hit by this, um, but apparently some of those players were listed as not playing, uh, getting hit with the bye week, and then not transferring out uh, when they were able to. And so it, it, some of the former Colorado like got players, lost, right? It was like they yeah, locked. Yeah, they, get, they got locked with their old team and it, and it really messed some things up for some players. And so, I mean, personally, I don't know why people had Barrios in their team to, to begin with. Uh, but very, very good point. It's, uh, point. But, but that's just me, but no, for, for real. Um, so I, I know that Skylar got tagged um, in, in some of these messages that I was tagged in as well and i know that i spoke with him and, and they are working they being the the fan duel e-type people who who run the game are working to uh, get a get a solution in place before wednesday when games do lock so uh, so don't worry there is a pro there people are working on trying to get at least your auto ruse to work with with that so um it is it is coming but yeah for the few people who that might have impacted that that is definitely being being looked at. Thank you for bringing it to their attention, and thank you for not thinking I could do anything about this. So I really appreciate just like, hey, hey, Reed, um, this is happening. Just so you know, I, I appreciate that because I I can't do anything about those sorts of things. So, uh, but I, I am sorry that that happened to people. I know how frustrating it can be when when the mechanics of the game don't work. But it always helps for the game mechanics to actually work when you are paying attention to the game. And so we're going to jump right into our expectation versus reality. And I'm just going to be honest with you for mine. I got 132. I'm not happy about this. I am mad about my score. And it is all my fault. And it is because I got mad, as Ashley was witness to, about Open Cup and completely checked out 
after the Open Cup game and didn't even look at the LAFC uh, lineup. Forgot that I hadn't had Bowanga captain, and uh, I did not get uh, an LAFC defender, starting defender, uh, to actually play. And I was just like, you know what? It's it is my own fault, but I'll just chalk that one up to to passion, I guess. But uh, so yeah, one thirty two. I got mad. It, it it is what it is. I ended up moving to uh, just having Messi as my captain. And again, was still just like checked out because I was just frustrated and uh, didn't see that he didn't start. And I was like, well, whatever. This week is done. This week is done. Champions League is done. So uh, overall, very frustrating, but still 132, won a bunch of head to heads, did have McCarthy come in, uh, still got 12 points from Messi, had Almada, had Bawanga at least, and did some uh, switcheroos to get Abba and Lennon to come in off of my bench. So had a, had a pretty decent bench. Gigi there with six who didn't come in with them. Better than Cucho for me, but had a, had an overall pretty decent decent team. Just not enough to really do what I wanted to. Uh, my expectation versus reality. I did watch the Cincinnati game, and uh, I really expected them to bounce back after that that showing against against Miami, where they um, were their worst enemy at times with getting things to to be accomplished. Um, but I was worried about not having Nwobodo with us out with the yellow card uh, accumulation and. It took me a second to remember when I first watched the game. I was like, what is going on with this formation? And I was like, oh, that's right. No, I was gone. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Uh, but it worked. Acosta showed up big uh, and did some things. Kubo came in and did some things. And mostly um, the reality was Bupenza is emerging as my preferred FC Cincinnati forward option of, of the two that are there if you're looking for those sorts of things. So um, good to see Cincinnati still holding strong at home as we're getting near the end of the season. I also want to do a quick shout out about the Montreal versus New England game. I know that we had expected um, Chionier. I know I should have. I looked it up and I forgot already uh, to be involved in the attack. He's been the best attacking player that Montreal's had. It was a defender who got the go goal, but he got the assist as well, which I think is important to point out as we're coming into this double game week right there, which is some possible alternate options. Uh, but otherwise, for me, I just kept it very limited into what I was watching because, like I said, I was upset about Open Cup, and I just I did not try to hide it at all in the week. And Ashley got mad at me multiple times, but it is what it is. So, Ashley, how did you do? Everybody else in chat, let me know how you score because I want to see how you all did as well. Uh, Reed tried to tell us in our host group chat that he had turned the game off. I did. Or since he tied it up 3-3. And I, as much as a human can yell in caps, I yelled at him to turn it on and then felt terrible when they ended up losing. Because they tied it up. I was so excited for you. And then, whoopsie. Um, I am just the other side of this coin, my friend. And I apologize for that. But I had a great week. I started this week outside of Champions League and outside of the overall rank I normally prefer at the, or go, aim for at the end of the season. I moved up in both. I won all my head-to-heads. I had a 158. Um, my week rank was 48. So, you know, generally a, a pretty great week for me, one of one of my more satisfying weeks. I think my lowest pointed player was Reynoso with that five that, you know, we're all mad about. Um, I I stuck with Pooj. I captained Bowanga. I pivoted to Hollingshead. I threw Karanz on my bench. I just liked how Philly stacked up against that uh, DC lineup last minute. So threw him on there. He got an eight. Generally better choices than I normally make, less tinkering. 
uh, when it comes to the games, my expectation was that LAFC would get at least one shutout. Uh, that was the that was the hope with those matchups. They did, but the reality was Hollingshead once again just being that guy, getting goals and offensive bonus points, which I don't want to say we've come to expect, but we're no longer surprised. Uh, he's done it enough for them, so that was good to see. Those points came off my bench. Expectation for Miami Red Bull, I expected Messi not to start, but to come off the bench and score. And I'm not saying that. I think anyone who's listened to me talk about him on this podcast or in real life would know that that was my actual expectation. And he did it because he's insane. Uh, And also Red Bull are so lazy in their footwork on that back line. Um, My expectation, and I, I know Christian will elaborate on this as well, my expectation for the Seattle-Minnesota game was that Seattle wouldn't score any goals. Honestly, I, I thought it would be very surprising. Not that – I mean that more as a disrespect to Seattle's offense than a compliment <laughs> to Minnesota's defense that is also a very capable defense. Um, Not really. For <laughs> for a good part of the week, I also had Minnesota defense. I scrubbed them out. Um, I didn't intended to play them, but because of bench points, I scrubbed them out. Uh and then, you know, come come to the game, the reality was that Yamar scored two goals and the teams tied 1-1. So uh, definitely not what I was expecting. I think a lot of people were hoping or expecting for some uh, uh, Minnesota shutouts and also some Reynosa points. We didn't get either of those things. Uh, and then lastly, Atlanta versus Nashville is a game we, we talked a decent amount last week. And expectation was for Atlanta to have a generally good performance at home against Nashville. Mukhtar doesn't necessarily travel well. They don't always travel well. A lot of people knew that um, Zimmerman was going to be out. But the reality was Tiago Amato just absolutely went off. They look like a completely different team after the League's Cup break. Uh, they're clicking in places that they weren't clicking before. Gigi looks good. Amato went crazy. The new wingers look great. Um you know, when they beat Seattle, it kind of looked like Seattle was really bad and they were just kind of good. But as we move on, I I think maybe they just look really good. Uh, so that's definitely something to pay attention to going into this this week with all of the doubles. Christian. I got a 143. I'm pretty disappointed with that, considering with what I started with. Um, I dropped out of the top 10 overall uh, to 13th. And that puts me 57 points out of first overall with six rounds to go. So it was kind of a heartbreaker for me because I had my sights set on that first overall dream big, you know, yeah. uh, the, uh, the thing that I need to concentrate on is, is uh, I need to focus on the rounds ahead of me rather than what's already done and dusted. Sure. I can learn from the mistakes I made, but, I mean, a lot of this game is just chance anyway. So um, anyway, at this point of the season, I think, you know, six rounds to go. I thought I was in contention. And the reality of that is probably not anymore. So that's a tough pill. Um, Next expectation was Reynoso. Should have matched the other... Tens playmakers scores this week, given their matchup. Um, even with uh Longwani being out, uh, the reality is he struggles to find passes and create opportunities. Um, 
because that offense just doesn't click without Bonji. And, you know, like Heath, it doesn't help when Heath, Heath is so infuriating to me. He decided to put two defensive midfielders on the wings. He started Rosales and, and Dotson on the wings and sat his two wingers. I'm like, what? Who is he going to pass to? Like, this is just going to be cross and pray. And it wasn't even good crosses. <laughs> you know, like, I I was just so upset by that. Um, anyway, uh, I shall calm down with my next expectation. Okay, uh, next expectation is Columbus should have uh, absolutely crushed Toronto. Uh, in Bruce. reality, in reality, they won. They got the clean sheet, but they scored only two goals. Cucho blanked. Uh, Rossi reopened his MLS account, and uh, the other score uh, goal scored was scored by Jason Russell Rowe, who nobody had on their team, their fantasy team. Yeah. Um, one goal was unassisted, and the other one was assisted by Schulte. Weird game. Yep. Very weird game. Uh, my final expectation is that Reed is happy, and the reality is he is so mad. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> That's it, it for was, me. It was. No, I was just upset that. I shouldn't be as mad as I was because Miami honestly made their way to the Final Four, but I am I am so mad. I am so mad. At least Nick Hagelin made some redemption and and did some good things this last so week. So I logged, I logged on to the rundown sheet. There was nothing filled into the rundown sheet except for Reed's expectations versus reality. All he said is, I'm so mad, period. The rest <laughs> of the sheet's blank. I'm like, like I really, I have to say this. Expectation, Reed is happy. Reality, yeah. Reed is so mad. He was so mad. mad. <laughs> it was. It's, very, it's a very fantasy fantasy yeah. time. But um, no, thank you so much, guys, for that. If if people have not been paying attention yet, we have a massive double game week coming up. So there's some good information here to take away, and that's going to feed into our player pick section in our in our third segment. But first, we're going to be giving you the details for that massive double game week coming up in our housekeeping section right after this. All right, and welcome back for our housekeeping section for round 24. We're going to skip over the league updates because we did that last week, and we don't have Blaine to, to give us his notes, but uh, it's – it's uh, doing fun. It's really fun, and uh, people are getting really tight near the end of the season. So it's it's very enjoyable. I've moved up to second in the in our head to head MLSFI. So that's that's fun. But who's going to catch black and red at this point? No one. No one. Uh, the important information that you have come to us for the housekeeping is that this massive double game week starts on Wednesday, August thirtieth, uh, with a whole bunch of games. It starts at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's not quite the normal Apple TV spread that we are used to. It's 7.30, 8.30, and 10.30 games. So we don't have a 9.30 uh, this time, which is okay. You can still have uh, some options for your switcheroos and autoroos in this first segment. But uh, yes, that is going to be Wednesday that everything starts. That you're going to make sure you have teams set because there are 25 teams, I believe, if I did my math right, that are on a double game week. Uh, after Wednesday, we don't have any weird Friday or Thursday day games. Um, we have games on September 2nd, which is Saturday, and that starts at 3.30 p.m. Uh, 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time with New York City FC versus Vancouver. So a little bit earlier, catch some of those teams. And then also the games wrap up on Sunday, September 3rd at 7.30 p.m. with uh, Philly versus New York Red Bull. And then LAFC is also playing uh, after that as well. So just got a couple of games on Sunday. But that's the whole spread, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Of these 25 teams with double games, uh, New England, New York City FC, and San Jose Earthquakes all have double home games. Interesting little mix right there. Uh, then our double away game teams are Orlando, New York Red Bulls, Vancouver, Columbus, and Colorado. Nobody is on a bye, but we do have four teams who are on a single. That is Toronto, D.C., Sporting Kansas City, and LAFC. So if you're looking for switcheroo options, you're likely going to want to look to those teams uh, for either the early or later teams, whatever is your preference for setting up your switcheroos and autoroos right there. This is, as a, as a massive double game week, it's probably going to be autoroos that you're looking up. And so just make sure you're getting players who do not play so that your auto ruse do uh, do work. And with hope, the little flub with the Colorado teams and everybody else will be fixed. So there will be no, no need to worry about any weird quirks in the system. Uh, probably you're going to be looking at either Toronto or LAFC as your, as your auto ruse, Toronto being my preferred team. Uh, that one's on Wednesday, though. It is on Wednesday. It is on Wednesday. So that's just that's that's preferred for me because I can definitely see that game who isn't isn't going to be. So I know that my my player's not going to be there. Um, and since I'm focused more on auto ruse in a big game like this, I'm not so worried about doing some manual switches. So I'm okay if that player that team locks then because I just I'm just more concerned about getting the guys off the bench with the highest points, and I really am about um, min maxing with with my manual transfer so that's me if you want to be able to make some moves you you still have someone you can have lafc who plays the last game of the round so some limited options you could even go with one of those players if you want to we may touch on that in our next segment but uh, it's just your personal preference right there uh normally we have a huge rundown from from ranch nader at this point but he's got him a real job now and so is having to do actual work and so he i uh, was able to get a little bit of an abbreviated thing but but big shout out to panda for helping supplement for uh, some of the extra content that we have this week about injuries and suspensions and so i'm going to turn over to christian to give us that update sure um first and foremost a couple of transfers uh well one confirmed transfer today uh georgie petrovic is confirmed at chelsea he's probably already in london right now um, he was in London for the game on the weekend. I saw him in the stands. Oh, well, he, he, uh, he, uh, he was confirmed today. The transfer was confirmed by the league, by the team. Uh, so he's gone. Um, Lord knows what uh, Revs are going to do. Anyway, um, the other one is Maxime Cheneau apparently something happened in the locker room and Maxime Cheneau is not with the team right now, apparently. Um, Good update. Yeah. So if you're looking at, if you're looking at, it's going to be a popular switch from the bench is the New York city defense this week. Um, I, I would urge you not to do that because We'll get into it later. Anyway, um, all right. So the double, uh, I'm sorry, 
the yellow card watch players of note that are on double game weeks that you would be normally looking at are as follows. Uh, Lucho Acosta, Ricky Pooch, Hector Herrera. Uh, I call him Roberto Taylorini, um, but it's Robert Taylor. Uh, Leonardo Campana, Campania. Uh, Com- Cascante is also on yellow card watch. Keaton Parks. Uh, Jose Martinez from Philadelphia. This might actually play in. It may not, though, because his backup is pretty good. Um, he is on both yellow card watch. And there was a tweet earlier today from uh, Jim Curtin that said that he is listed as questionable and probably will be listed as questionable for the, the entire double game week. Um uh, most of the Houston defense is also on yellow card watch. So if you think that, uh, like me, that grabbing a Houston defender could have been a cute play, don't. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, uh, Escobar, Sviachenko, uh, all three of those are on yellow card watch. Um, there was one other. Oh, Tim Parker. It's not in this list, but Tim Parker is also on yellow card watch. So that guy is going to be a popular pick, in fact, and he's on yellow card warning. If he does not um, manage to stay clean that first game, the game you want him for is going to be, uh, there's going to be tears, okay, if you take him, all right? Uh, That's pretty much it. I mean, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Um, It's a double, so just line up watch. I mean, this is these are the yeah. times where it's most important to just check it yourself and not listen to us. Um, but those are some big names on yellow card watch. For Scott sure. Scott says Palacios from LASC sounds like he's on the verge of a move. Um, I thought that he was out because of don't pick him up anyways. Reason. He's not on the double. Well, I mean, he could be a fallback. I mean, yeah. I had don't him do- in my team for a minute. Well, he won't be a fallback if he's not playing, and he's only going to play once. Well, yeah, the end of the week, I mean, so clearly. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Yep, that's about it. Anyway, the, oh yeah, I was going to add this too. Reynoso. Uh, this is part of. I'm going to reiterate this later, but Reynoso is carrying a knock. He's got an ankle injury, and um, he came off not last game, but the game before at about six, in the 64th minute uh, because of that. Um, he ended up playing the full 90 last game, but at one point early in the second half, he tweaked it and he was visibly limping and he wasn't faking it. Um, so just keep an eye out for Reynoso's minutes getting managed by our favorite manager, Mr. Heath. That's it. All right. Good updates. Thank you so much. And of course, if you are interested in staying up to date with all of the updates as they come in, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, go down to the Fantasy Tools section in our MLS group. And uh, that's where you can find a whole lot of useful information about player stats and stuff from So Rare. And of course, the, uh, the, the mega reference that we use each round and is updated by our fantastic community members. 
Now, the easiest way to find that is to head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord to join. It's free, it's fun, and you get to hang out with cool people like Christian and Ashley and myself in the channel. Uh, and with hope, I'm not seeing you when someone pings me to go use the band hammer. So it happens from time to time, but it's a great resource. Can't recommend it enough, especially if you're listening to this podcast for the first time. Check out the mega reference. But we have a big double game week coming up, and so I am sure you are all very interested in hearing some of the target players that we have before Wednesday comes along. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about next, right after this. All right, and welcome back. We're going to talk about our player recommendations for round 23's massive double game week. Uh, this is pretty good. I know we were kind of split at the beginning of the show when we were doing our our uh, pre-show chat, and you guys have both said this was a pretty kind of difficult conversation. I I enjoyed it. I felt like this one was, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed making my first team here. I, there were some definite hard decisions for you to make, and I think, I forget if it, I think it was you, Ashley, who said you could talk yourself out of each player that you have on your team. Uh, both of you all said things like that. So really looking forward to the conversation. Those of you in chat, please do put your comments as well. But let's start, as we do every week, with Keepers and Defenders. Ashley. Yeah, I want to remind everybody that this is the last week for Champions League. Um, this is the last round uh, that's going to count. Something Obviously, it's not the last round of the season by any means, <clears throat> but it's the last round for Champions League. Final window of Champions League. Uh, and I say that as someone barely hanging on to Champions League. So it's quite uh, on the front of my mind as I as I go into these picks. Um, for keepers, I'm, I'm going back and forth between Berkey and Blake. I think I like Blake better. Um, I want to know if, if Parker's going to play. Why didn't he play against Orlando? That does kind of make a difference for me. Berkey has been pretty consistent when it comes to bonus points. So... You know, I'm not going to be able to see that St. Louis lineup before Blake Lock. So at some point, I have to just make a decision. Uh, rounds like this are a single keeper round for me. If I wanted to, I suppose you could throw in LAFC, the LAFC keeper, um, <laughs> excuse me, at the end of the weekend. But for me, I got to pick one, and that's what I'm going to go with. For defenders, I think I'm a, a lot of chalk and a little different. Uh, I'm looking at Brooks Lennon. I like him for bonus points. He and I are very close friends now, if you remember from several weeks ago. <laughs> so I feel obligated to pick him for the rest of the year. Uh, Wagner or or a different Philly defender is definitely someone that's making my team this week. Rodriguez for San Jose. Um, I'm trying to find w- different ways to fit the Quakes into my lineups because they have two home games and they're against two who are now Christian don't yell at me below the line teams. So I think Minnesota is better than where they're at. Uh, I think that that's the harder matchup for them most likely, but defensively, I think that that that's a team I, I want to look at. And then my kind of two outfliers that I, I haven't heard too much of, and we'll probably get a bunch of crap for is Jordi Alba. I he the fact that he was able to start on that turnaround against Red Bull. I like him offensively. I think he'll go both. Uh, I'm definitely hopping on some sort of a bandwagon. I think I also started that bandwagon, so I don't feel too bad about being on it. So I'm definitely considering him. He will be a bench play, just so Christian's head doesn't explode at me making rash, brash, crazy decisions. But it, I just really want to do it. I almost picked him up on this past weekend because I saw that he was starting and kind of regretted it, even though points worked out for me in my favor. 
And then lastly, talk me out of it. I'm just considering glad from RSL. Oh. I don't know why Portland does not impress me. I know they put up two against Vancouver and then hosting Colorado who generally struggles to score. I know that's technically a Derby game. This is also a bench spot. I just can't decide kind of where to land with those two. Cause I feel like they're a little off the books but until I know what's going on with Tim Parker and the fact that, you know, he ha- is on yellow card watch, uh, there there wasn't really anybody else that I looked at and thought I had to have. Everyone else for me was kind of a, you know, could work out my not type of a play. Christian? Thanks. So <clears throat> I want to preface my picks by saying two things. Um, Parker uh, thank you, Scott, from chat, is probably on maternity leave or paternity leave, rather. Mm. Um, I don't know how that works with his contract, but I mean, yeah, he might, he might, he might actually play, he might not. Um, also, there is a hurricane that is on its way to Miami. It's kind of watch out for that. It's still in... I believe in the Atlantic and it's probably going to hit Miami around the time of the game. Well, like, luckily they play in Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, well, it's very okay. close. I'm Florida. just joking. It's like a 20 minute drive. I'm being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just keep that in mind. Um, uh, so with that in mind, I, you know, your Alba pick is, I, I'm not going to yell at you because I had Colander and Alba on, on my bench to begin with. And I thought about it for a while. And then I thought, no, because uh, it, if that game gets canceled, you're on a single game week away to LA flying probably the farthest amount of miles yeah. that you can. Um, so I faded them, but it was difficult. Uh, keepers, keepers, defenders, and forwards were is so difficult this week. Um, there aren't really any standouts. Um, I chose Berkey. I landed on Berkey as a symbol, single keeper um, just because of the timing. Uh, the timing makes this week very difficult, by the way, because um, your fallbacks are terrible, and at least on defense, and um, you don't really have many options. Um, I'm just going to go with, like, high percentage set piece defenders in Lennon and Wagner um, Parker for the bonus points. If he does play, I'm not really concerned about the yellow card warning with Parker because he has managed to go three games without a yellow card. And I'm willing to bet that he's playing it safe. Um, now watch, he's going to get a yellow card. Um, and then, I'm not crazy, even though they have two home games, I am not crazy at all about San Jose's defense with these matchups. Um, Minnesota's a good road team, and they'll score one, I think, with – I mean, they'll they'll bungle a ball in, you know, uh, not because they're talented, but because they do that. Um, so I'm not looking at clean sheets in either of those games, actually. So – my San Jose pick is is Rodriguez because he tends to earn bonus points and does some Rodriguez things that we like. Um, 
I mean, I thought about others like Gressel, but I, you know, Gressel has two away games. I'm not convinced at all with Columbus on the road for these two games. They're not, people think they're great opponents, but you have great matchups, but I'm not seeing it. So that's my feedback about Columbus. So I don't interrupt anybody. No, that was going to be one of my questions was what do you all think about Gressel? Because I know that's been a player who I've seen often in some of the, the initial lineups that, that we've seen. I don't I have all him a bench him and, and hope he, you know, scores an assist from a set piece or something. Yeah. I don't have a lot different to add. I think, I think Blake is also my preferred uh, pick for the keeper. You have two options really to look for here. And that's either you're going to go a, a keeper with, two double game week keepers, in which case you're going to seed the first team. And if you don't like that first game, you're just going to go with your second keeper and, and go. So if you're going with Blake, you're pretty much limited to those 1030 games, right? Where you, you absolutely are limited to those 1030 games if you want to actually see a full game. And so you're likely maybe looking at Daniel, I think is the top, the top pick that people are going with. Maybe you'd be looking at RSL if you really want to bet against Portland, um, but I, there's been a little bit of keeper swapping with RSL, so I'm not sure if that's what you want to uh, to go with there. So most likely people are looking at uh, the Blake Daniel rotation. The other option, of course, is to go with a single game week keeper as, as your player. And so if the easiest one to do that is going with Carthy with LAFC, because you will absolutely see somebody's entire score before you decide if you want to go with uh with lafc that including blake who plays that sunday game at 7 30 so you'll be able to barring some sort of crazy mls delay because mls thing that would have to be really bad to to have a double game week mm-hmm. keeper not do well a, enough for a single game week keeper to to be your backup option i mean and against toronto even though they're on the road i mean i feel like that shuts such a good opportunity sorry uh, I am going to put my little caveat there right now and say because of the weather, I'm actually hesitant to get any Orlando play, any Florida matchup that has home, which is the Orlando's playing on the road, so it's not a big deal there. But Miami at home is making me not sure about that. And then if I'm only left with one Nashville as a single game week team, I'm not sure if I want them either. So that's impacted some of my decisions right there with with players, but. Uh, the the Toronto game and then the New York Red Bulls game seem really good. So I think that's I think going with rotating two double game week keepers is the best option if you're going to do some kind of keeper because I just don't I just don't see a single game week keeper keeping up this week. As far as the players go, I think you guys have have named all the big ones. Uh, I of course have Barial on my list just for for the homer and to see what uh, what he could potentially do. I will also throw out if just Looking at different options, since we have some little caveats about what's Parker going to do, what's going to happen here. Ashley, you've mentioned the struggle Seattle have had. Why not go with an Austin defender? I think you could. I, you know, I try hard not to necessarily always bet against the Sounders. I just haven't been picking them up. Um, Austin's just been inconsistent. Sure. It's been hard, it's been hard to, to really tell. I think then they're going to go to New England. I don't. I don't know that that's a super easy game, even though New England's you know kind of shifting around. Uh, I think Cascante would be the clearest choice for sure, but Edges, he, maybe believe is on 
yellow card watch. Hedges is new to their system. New to their system. So, you still have Gallagher as well. So, yeah. And I'm just throwing them out as potentially. Uh, yeah, I think they're a potential uh, uh, bench team right there. But I think yeah. that's one that you could consider. But you are right. I, I do worry mostly about that New England matchup for yeah. them. So it would see what they could do against potentially a struggling Sounders team right there. Um, this this might be a time even for Chicago, which he hosts right there. I mean, Vancouver, White did well last week, but they're on the road to Chicago. Chicago is then on the road to D.C., who we've not ranked highly for most of the season. Potentially some points there. Again, these are these are looking at mostly bench options here. I'm just trying to throw out some other names during this DGW when we could see rotations and other players that, that might fall into – the mix as well. Um, you might be able to consider Montreal, but I, I worry more about about their potential. Um, the New York City game could be a good potential option for them on the road. And then I don't know what's going to happen with the crew. Um, you would think they would get it together, even traveling up to to Montreal. But um, again, you could look at some Montreal guys. I think I think there are definitely options that you have for. Um, for your defense as well. And I, and you're right. I was going to ask everyone, I asked Christian, what about you actually comments on Gressel? I think that he is a great bench pick this week. Um, I, we always like him, right? I mean, like we're not, you know, he, he looks good in that system. They kind of underperformed this past week. He still got 12 points um, on a single. I think that, the double road always kind of gets in my head a little bit with these double game weeks, but I think for a bench play, Gressel isn't a, a terrible choice. His matchups are, I mean, not not the best. You know, Houston has played a l- little bit more than normal, um, but they've been dominant in, in, in those games with the Open Cup and stuff um, and Leagues Cup. <laughs> and then Montreal is not the most amazing team but that's still you know going up to Canada and all that stuff so kind of middle matchups for me not matchups that make me say absolutely not or like absolutely yes so I don't think it's a bad shout by any means yep so yeah definitely have a lot of options and I it's going to be be fun playing you're really only looking at probably three or four ultimately and I will say I do like Rodriguez as well for San Jose because he has been a defensive bonus point monster during this season. And so I would hope that uh, with the two home games, that even if someone does get a goal in, which has happened often for San Jose, that uh, bonus point production for Rodriguez could help add up over the round to, to make him make him good. Just example, he has 56 bonus points on the year, 54 of them generated from defensive actions and two of them from offensive actions 149 points total so that is that is a massive amount of bonus points that he's produced there so it's the 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 number two player after that for just total bonus points is 43 and that's linen so it's a pretty good pretty good jump let's move on to talking about midfielders christian who do you like well um tiago almada was the first person on my midfield stack um I, I'm on the fence about Messi. Um, I have him in there right now just because, you know, like it's it's messy. <laughs> um, but that may change uh, with more information. Uh, so 
The third one is is kind of up in the air as well. I mean, the thing about this week is like there are so many midfielders that are viable this week. Like last week, it was tough. This week, there's like seven, eight midfielders that could pop off. Um, this is what Christian and I were talking about. Yeah, sure. it was like I I could hear a lot of midfielders seems to be like, yeah, you know what, you're right. <laughs> yep, and and so like when I'm telling you my picks, like none of them are nailed. Uh, like there's like eight that I can interchange. Um, so Amada Messi, I I am gonna go bold and start Gazdag. I think. Um. Just those matchups are are pretty good. Uh, they kind of own, they own Red Bulls. It's, it's it's not like totally apparent by just looking at it, but just look into it further, you'll see how badly they own Red Bulls. Um, Why does that come up to you as bold then? Uh, well, because, because it's not shocking. Yeah, because because Gazdag is not a set piece taker. He only takes penalty kicks. He doesn't take free kicks. He doesn't take corner kicks. And normally you want to reserve your five midfield spots for set piece takers, like tens, set piece takers, you know, the guys with the most opportunity to score. And so Gosdak is always on the bubble for a lot of people. It's kind of, it makes him a controversial pick, but as we know, he's capable of contributing in other ways, you know, like he'll assist, uh, goals and he'll score his own in the run of play um, from time to time. But then he also, since he's not a bonus point earner, he will blank. Like he'll get a three and he'll make everybody angry that they took him. So that to me is why it's a, it's a bubble pick. Um, normally. So last week I took him, I got 11 points and, but he was on my bench this week. I don't have the bench space for a mid. Uh especially with all the mids available. So why am I picking Gazdag? It's because of the matchups um, and the timing, frankly. Um, a lot of people will have Reynoso there. I will not, I will get into that in a second. Um, I also have Lovin uh, because the guy is lights out. Um, he's got a home game and, and an away game to Sporting Kansas City. Now, Sporting Kansas City just shut some people out that I did not expect them to shut out, you know, San Jose. I, I think that, that Sporting Kansas City is in trouble with St. Louis. <laughs> Just put it that way. They have a very fast, very, way faster attack than, than San Jose does. San Jose's attack is kind of sputtering, to be honest. It's not as effective as it usually is. And so <clears throat> that brings me to my fifth and that, that is currently Espinoza. I want to fade Espinoza for that very reason. He's on two home games. It sounds crazy because home away in MLS is very important. I don't think it's the most important. I think matchups are the most important. I think home away does, you know, factor in like hugely. Uh, but in this case, uh, due to the reasons I just talked about, um, their their attack just isn't isn't clicking. And so I really want to fade him for somebody like Pooj or even Lucho. And I want Reed's opinion on Lucho because he's on yellow card watch. And we've been burned in the past by Lucho being on yellow card watch. 
but we've also been reverse burned by Lucho on yellow card watch where we've all faded him. He didn't get the yellow card and he absolutely went off and all of us are groaning and crying because we didn't have, have I want to say I've to take faded him. him on a yellow card watch week. I've always kept him. Okay. He is, he so, is only, he has not gone back to back yellow cards this season. Uh, I don't remember about last season. He has not gone back to back yellow cards this season, uh, which is not what's happening here. And he's only gone two games between yellow cards once. So he normally has space between his yellows. Um, I would, I would hope that he might try to keep himself a little reserved so that he can at least be available for the home game versus Orlando for the second half, because we have such a strong home record in front of the home crowd because then we're on the road two weeks. And so that's one that, that maybe you like, well, that's travel, get some rest. Philadelphia will be a hard game anyway. So it's okay if we drop that one though, definitely, definitely skinning the the fight there. Uh, But um, uh, with Pat, but I, I would feel okay. He's on, he's in my team right now. I would feel okay with him he starting. He didn't bench I him. have him starting. I don't. I don't bench bits. I. Uh, yeah. I. I have him starting right now. I have him benched. If that makes you feel any better, it's okay to bench a mid. It's not okay to scrub a mid. Yeah, absolutely in total. So, um, uh, but yeah, that's. that's I just want to. I just want to say a couple other things though before I move on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll keep it brief. Um, if that hurricane hits Miami. Uh, Lucho, Pooch, Reynoso are the three that I would replace Messi with. Um, so a lot of you probably w- are wondering, I'm a Minnesota fan. It's, if you watch the podcast before, you know that. Uh, if you've been on Discord, you know that. Big time fan. So why don't I have Reynoso in my team? Um, I First of all, I just think there's like five or six better picks than him. Second of all, um, the yellow, you know, yellow cards notwithstanding, I, I really, really want to somehow work Pooj and Lujo Acosta into my team. Um, maybe even Gold. Gold is on two away games. Gold would be an excellent pick if you think that he will start both, and if you think that he will not have his minutes managed. Those are very distinct possibilities, which is why he's not in my team right now, but I may talk myself into it if when I see lineups on Wednesday. Um, I mentioned before, Reynosa's carrying an ankle injury. Um, uh, and I also, look, it's, it's going to take Bongo Cooley Huangwane to start alongside Reynoso for me to put him in my team and put him in a starting slot at this point. Our team is so, we are head cases. We are, we have given up. So like, it'll be like past the 75th minute and the opponent will score and either pull ahead or tie. And we will just fold like a cheap suit. Like our team pouts so much that we just gave up. Like that one time when, when we were, down by like two or three goals before half we i expected us to come out second half with some you know energy and it was like nothing happened like we're we don't care this is a training exercise now we didn't play any harder i think that's a, that's a coaching problem i think i think he's messing with 
the lineups like he's doing is a real problem. And I'm off him. I'm off of all of all of these guys until something changes. It, it's just not good. I, I have a very bad, bad vibe about them. And am I biased? Yeah. But I also know him better than most. And that that's my opinion. So take it or leave it. I'm fading Reynoso if I if I have to uh, take him, I'll take him. But otherwise, yeah, no, <laughs> not for not until they show some cohesiveness on the field. That's it for me, Ashley. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm all about Messi. I had him last week. Um, I'm obvi- obviously paying attention to the weather. Very hoping that this is the week you know, we can keep him and have him and start him and play him. Lowen was another clear choice for me. Like Christian said, he had such a productive week uh, in the, you know, the past round. So definitely keeping him in the lineup. Important to mention that Klaus came in off the bench. Finally, remember when he got hurt and they said it was a two week (laughs) hamstring situation or whatever it was finally back uh, ish. So that makes me like Lowen even more. Uh, Mukhtar is someone who went, Straight into my team, but again, with the weather, if he's a single game week, absolutely not. And just like Christian said, Almada was the first player on my team this week. That last spot for me is currently Lucho. He's currently on my bench. The yellow card watch doesn't scare me away from having him, but it does scare me away from starting him. I've I've had him every time he's been on a yellow card watch on a double, and it hasn't burned me yet. So I'm hoping I can keep that streak running. But if for some reason the Messi and Mukhtar picks don't work, I think Espinoza, Gald, or Gazdag are who I slot into to two of those three if uh, Messi and, and Mukhtar don't end up going the double because of the weather. I just found out you could do polls on, on YouTube, and so we have a poll in chat right now about Messi being in your team. Okay. I mean, hey, no um... hurricane he's in your team. Like if the word hurricane hadn't come up, he's in your team. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. No, no hurricane. He's in, he's in the team. However, we do know that he will be away coming up when he goes away to. Yeah, but he's going to play. So, so there the, could be some more managing, but yes, yes no, but no hurricane, play. no hurricane in the team. And so <laughs> the, the version of the team that I've made first is, is no, um, Miami players and no Nashville players because of that, potentially that game. And uh, I just wanted to play for that plan for that, because I, I feel like there is a chance that, that, that happens. Sure. And so I wanted to not be scrambling. Like it would be easier for me to add Messi back and to be like, all right, let's rethink this whole thing of uh, what this is. So I can just swap my, my number five mid for that. Um, for me, the first player I added in was Espinoza because I, I do like him at home, but, uh, but yet he may be one of the easiest ones for me to swap out as well. Kind of like I know Christian was saying just for, for who might be there. LA is a little bit tougher. Minnesota is a little bit tougher, um, but I do like Espinosa at home, been very consistent. Um, I think you guys have touched on all of the main players here. I, I don't have Messi because of the, the hurricane. I don't have Mukhtar because of the potentially the hurricane. And then that would just leave him with one game that I, that I don't care for. And I don't think he makes my top five anyway if I get two games because of the home away split with um, just the form that Nashville tends to have on the road. I'm not sure if I if I want to play with that. There are other Nashville options I'd want to consider first. So he's not really there 
Um, an, another random name to throw that we've not mentioned, but maybe as a bench play, if you're going to do that, is Torres from Orlando has been on a nice run of form lately. He could be someone that comes in with some some uh, differential points right there if you're looking for that. But otherwise, a lot. I do like that Gold Shout. Definitely an MLS FI fan favorite. I, I think we have to say for Gold, but just super worried about having the minutes Double managed. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm super worried about that. And because of that split with Vancouver for when they play, I just, I, I can't react to it. That, that eight 30 game on, on Wednesday. And they do play that three 30 on, on Saturday, but it's just, I miss so many other teams that are starting at seven 30 and there's just not a lot after that I want to consider for, for some of those teams. So if it makes you feel any better. Gold has, has gone at least 80 minutes, both games of every double doubles so far this season. Yeah. Those are good stats, but I still no. I still worry. I, still yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean he's not going to rest one this yeah. time. Absolutely. Also, there's a. I just want to interject. Uh, Chano is gone. He, uh, well, I don't know if it's a reputable source, but they're saying he's just signed something going to France. Okay. Um. So, take that into account. There we go. And we had eighty percent of our of our participants vote in the Messi poll uh, that said yes, they are planning on taking Messi, which it just, it just makes sense. So um, and maybe it makes your captain choices easy, but we'll get to that section after we talk about forwards, which is right now, Ashley. Yeah. Um, I felt very confident about two and on the fence about the other. The first two in my team were Caranjo and Carranza and Cucho. Uh, and then I've, I've ended with Gigi um, as, as my third striker. I'm still kind of toying with where I want to scrub um, I, I kind of prefer to scrub a striker on a double game week. I know that sounds crazy, but I like having the defenders. Um, I just, you know, it can be a little more hit or miss, but this is another one of those positions. Christian kind of said it at the top two, the forwards are hard, but I could be talked out of uh, probably all three of those, those guys, maybe not Kronza. I feel like I, that's where I am kind of sticking to the most, but that's who I have right now. Um, we'll see. We'll see if they end up there on Wednesday. Christian. I have Kronza as well on the bench, Giacomakis on the bench, and I'm actually starting Costa. Uh, he's got a decent matchup, a couple of matchups, and uh, he plays late. So that's why he's out there. Otherwise, you're right. I probably would have just put a scrub up there. <laughs> why not? So, yeah, uh, I have Carranza as well. Uh, also thought about Severino with with RSL. I think they've got some some decent matchups. Um, not super high on Portland, and also not super high on Colorado as well. So it could be a nice differential there. Don't know if he cracks the top two. If you're only going to go with two, uh, I currently also have Bupenza on my bench. Maybe that's two Homer. It's one I'm definitely going to be thinking about. Week. No, he scored last week. He's looked really dangerous. Like I said, he's he has been coming out for goals um, and, and I, and I like his chances. He doesn't tend to go the whole game. He'll get, he usually gets subbed out, which is fine, but he he's dangerous when he's out there. He tracks back. He's, he's very involved in the plays. And, um, and I, and I like his chances with our, the three men up top as just splitting the, the danger. And so I think he's the most likely of a four to be a target um, for, for those points. And I know that, Atlanta's gotten some clean sheets lately. And so I, I don't know. Um, 
And I know Cincinnati can be a little bit leaky. So Gigi may be the better pick. That's what I, that's what I'm juggling between Bupenza and Gigi right now for, for that forward. And I have it on Bupenza right now. So we shall see where I end. But I think those are probably the top three. The other one that I would consider if there is a double game week is Surridge. Uh have really liked what I've seen from him in, in the League's Cup and, and his potential right there. If, if there is a Nashville player that I am willing to – uh, take a bet on on the road it's going to be him before Mukhtar um, for me especially since I think that Miami's defense is leaky and the same to be said for Charlotte so I'd love to have two shots with him instead of Mukhtar if I'm going to be bringing in some some Nashville offense that Nashville game against Charlotte is that a home game for Nashville it is yeah that so that's a great matchup it is it is a great matchup. I question it if it's their only matchup. It's still it's still a oh, yeah, good yeah. game. Gotcha. But like I said, if, if they're in, I I really like the potential of of having Surge in my team. Um, and at that point, that that may have me put uh, Lucho on the bench in this have to see if I'm going to get five mids or or uh, three three forwards to come in. So that's that's going to be part of the of the decision, but I, I, I like him a lot. And look one, one to reason to be hesitant about since he, uh, that first match against Atlanta, I think, um, uh, Tristan Moyumba is their new, uh, defensive midfielder. And he is the reason why that team is looking very good right now. Well, most of the reason why they're not a shambles. Um, so I'm not sure that Lucho actually is the greatest pick in the world just for that reason, because they're going to be in Atlanta in a hostile environment and against a team that they're probably going to underestimate a little bit. Uh, Maybe so, since he's got their own defensive midfielder as well, who's been, who's been a force. Up. Yeah, he has, he he's, absolutely he's been, has. He's been a great force too. So that may end up being the trap game this week. Who could knows? Be. That could, could be, be a one, one kind of game that that comes in there so uh that may be what it is but no great great talking points and uh i think those those are all good options to have going into this round let's wrap everything up with the big question and maybe this was the toughest question for me uh easier for because of how i approach the team uh so who are you looking at as your captain christian i've got i've got it on almada i've had it on almada since i put a team together um i was thinking about Messi, but then i thought you know, those matchups aren't exactly as good as I think they are. So, um, yeah, Almada is my guy. I mean, he put up a 24. That's insane. That's good. That was really good. I'm not point chasing either. (laughs) Ashley. Uh, yeah. Weather contingency is messy for me. I don't care who he's playing. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I want it. I want to do it. I think the weather is the only thing that would talk me out of it. Obviously, even if it's delayed, I'm going to drop him and pull, you know, so I probably won't drop him, but I'd pull the armband. Almada is my heavily seconded uh, choice, but I just want to do messy. I don't care who he's playing. I think that LAFC game is going to, there's going to be a lot of pressure to make sure uh, the big names play, even though it's a double and a cross country trip i don't think they're gonna go there and not start those guys so um to me it's two games of 
weather contingency at least 60 minutes and that is more than enough than that man needs he, sh- he showed that so messy if, if the game goes amada if it doesn't so in an earlier game an earlier version i had a heel in my team um and i ended up just working him out because i did decide i liked other players better like pooch um instead instead of him but uh, so at one point i was debating having heel definitely having amada and messi also in the mix um but you know what? I had honestly discounted Gazdogs from at the beginning. I was I was looking more at at some of the defensive options from Philly, and uh, that that may be another contender for me. So as potentially going with Gazdogs because I do like that potential, and sure. and he does tend to score. And so it's going to come down to which three Philly players do you want? Would you like Carranza over Gazdog for for that mix? And so who knows? Maybe uh maybe that's what it ends up being, but uh, in all likelihood for me as well, it will come down to either Almada or um or Messi, and if if, if it'll probably be Messi if he is if he is available, mm-hmm. just to just to see what happens. But um going to chat real quick just to see it looks like similar consensus right there uh, with Messi Almada, some gauze dog thrown in just for a little spice right there. It's um it's going to be interesting. Look forward. Please do check out the uh, the player poll that's over at MLS Fantasy Boss Discord right now. It'll be very interesting this week with the quick turnaround. Uh, I will try to see if we can post it on Wednesday. Usually with Wednesday games, I don't always post it because it's usually just a few games. But with so many teams playing on Wednesday, I will do what I can to get the um, the player poll out so that people can can see that. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us ahead of this big double game week. Uh, let's talk about the plugs. Christian. Uh, as usual, the Discord community. Ashley. Uh, I will second that. You have all week. You have all week to think. I know. It's the thing I think about the least, you guys. <laughs> well, I'm going to echo the MLSFantasyBoss.com network, so you can check out the articles at Fantasy Boss. You can, of course, get this podcast, and also check out uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. We do also want to wish that everyone who is in the path of the hurricane to be safe. We we can talk about it just disconnected because it's through this soccer lens, but it is definitely a very serious event. And so we do hope that all of our listeners here, just the same as we had our listeners out in California as well a few weeks ago to definitely be safe and uh, hope everything works out with the best for you during this time. Um, but for those of you who can focus on soccer, yes, the Discord community, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord, the easiest way to check that out, patreon.com to check out how to support the podcast directly. And uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an amazing community for those of you who may still just be finding us for the first time this year. There's still a lot of soccer left and a lot of fantasy for us to talk about. And we'll get some programming as well during the uh uh, during the playoffs to to break down, try to get Skyler on the show, ha- try to get him on a couple times this year and it's just not worked out, but try to get him to come on. Let's talk about how this season has gone. will be, I think a great, a great breakdown. And until then, as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.